0: This time I went to time to the feast of nativity. Um, today is one of, one of the most important feasts that we have in the church. Um, it's very often overlooked, especially here in the U.S. Um, for some reason, but it's, it's a very important one. I know growing up in Egypt, I have very vivid memories of the feast. Um, we would go and empty out the oranges and, and carve them with the crosses, with the, cro- with the candle in the middle, we'd go out in the street. And go to church at night, pray, go back home, eat the ul's, stay up all night. Um, and it's it was almost as joyful as the feast of nativity and resurrection. Um, and rightfully so. It's a feast of the manifestation or the feast of the epiphany or the appearance of the Holy Trinity to humanity. Okay. Um, in this feast, we hear the voice of God the Father, we see the Son being baptized, and we see the Holy Spirit descending upon him in the form of a dove. Um, this was really the first time that humanity witnessed the Trinity in that way. Uh, not that the Trinity was absent before. Every work that's done throughout the salvation, salvation history is a work of the Trinity. But this was the first time that humanity was able to witness the Holy Trinity in one scene, if that makes sense. The other reason it's important is because It was the revelation of Jesus Christ as the Messiah, as the Anointed One, um, as God's Son, who came to fulfill our righteousness in order to restore us back to the bosom of the Father, okay? Uh, This was the first public display showing Christ as the Son of God, okay? If you think about it, when He was born, it was in a very humble manger. It was in the small town of Bethlehem. It was in the middle of the night. He was surrounded by only St. Mary and St. Joseph. Uh, maybe a few shepherds and wise men came to see him. But it wasn't public. It was a very private, uh, it was a very private affair. Okay? Uh, if anything, they were trying to hide him so that Herod doesn't kill him. But in the Epiphany, right, um, this was his introduction to the world as a son of God. Right? And it happened in his baptism. Obviously, Christ didn't need to be baptized, okay, uh, to receive the Holy Spirit. But St. Cyril of Alexandria says that Christ received the Holy Spirit on behalf of humanity, okay, um, in order for humanity to be restored back to the Father, in order for us to be able to get that grace back, and not only to restore it to humanity, but to keep it, right? Um, because when humanity fell in the garden, Adam and Eve fell we lost the Holy Spirit, okay, until Christ was baptized, and He opened the door for us to be able to receive the Holy Spirit once again. It was was done for our salvation. He was baptized for our salvation. Just as He was born, just as He suffered, just as He died, just as He resurrected, just as He ascended for our salvation, He was also baptized for our salvation. Uh, So it's through the baptism of Christ that humanity is able to receive and keep the Holy Spirit, okay? Without the baptism of Christ, we wouldn't be given that grace back. But now that we've received the Holy Spirit, how do we actually live according to the Spirit, okay? Uh, In his epistle to the Romans, St. Paul says that being baptized with Christ, our old self was crucified, right? So we're no longer slaves of sin, okay? So baptism is the actual death of our old self, but it's also the resurrection of a new one, okay? It's the death of the flesh and the resurrection of the spirit. It's the death of the sin that lives in me and the resurrection of a new life. It's the death of the heart of stone and it's the resurrection of the heart that's made of flesh, like we read earlier in Ezekiel. So for us to really make this feast one that we benefit from and not just one that kind of comes and goes every year, we need to take the time to quote-unquote baptize our our spirit, our souls, uh, through putting ourselves to death. Um, and instead be alive to God in the newness of this life. So for me to attain this newness of life, I have to put to death my will. I have to put to death my ego. I have to put to death my pride, my desires, my anger, my impatience, my bitterness, my harshness and how I deal with other people. Um, Like St. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ is the one that lives in me. Okay? So in this death of self, in this crucifixion of the self, then I become free from anything that keeps me away from God. I become dead to sin and alive to God, okay? So, but we have to replace that deadness with life, okay? So the newness of life caused me to be Christ himself to everybody around me. It caused me for me to love everybody. It calls for me to be joyful, right? I need to be patient. I need to be kind. I need to be generous. I need to be faithful, I need to be pure, right? So anything that Christ is, I have to be, right? Since I have his spirit in me, I have to live in the same exact way. My focus becomes on God and how to live a life that pleases him and not myself. My focus is being a tree that produces fruit so that when Christ comes or when other people come, they find, tree to, they find fruit to take from, okay? So since we're members of Christ through, the bab- through ba- getting baptized in Him and with Him, we have to be fruitful. Right? Christ Himself says He is the vine and we are the branches. And the responsibility of ours as branches is to bear fruit. Okay? Um, the fruit is the product of the Holy Spirit working in each of us. But He can't work in us if we don't first empty ourselves, if we don't first die to our old self, if we don't first walk away from what keeps me away from God, okay? Um, Christ is willing to work on me to be fruitful, but I, have to let, but I have to let him, right? The question is, am I willing to let him? Am I willing to let him to work in me to remove the deadness from me, the deadness of, that's caused by my sin, right? And give me a new life with him. So God is willing to work, but I need to respond, right? It's the synergy between me and God. He calls and he's willing, but I need to respond. Um, I need to respond to him in faith, with obedience, with repentance, and with the persistence uh, of walking with him all the days of my life. So I pray that on this feast we put to death the old self and walk in the newness of life, so that God can look at us and say, this is my beloved son, or this is my beloved daughter, in whom I'm well pleased. And glory be to God forever. Amen.